0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 11th, 2023. If you're new here, what we do here every day, five days a week, is we come, we gather around the word of God. It's almost like a a good morning Bible study kind of situation where we go into the word of God, we glean some nuggets, but then I'm the type of Bible teacher that I have to turn the corner from information to application. I'm not just gonna tell you what it meant back then, I'm gonna tell you what it means for you today. So every day I will share with you what the word of God means. And as I share it for your daily living, you can apply it and you can be transformed by it. Say amen to that. So we've been looking at the miracles of Jesus. Today in this series, this is part six. I'm going to deal with the the miracle where Jesus fed 5,000. This is probably something that you're familiar with, right? Most Christians, I would venture to say, are familiar with the story where Jesus fed 5,000 with a little boy's lunch, with a two-piece fish dinner, right? But now I am I'm, I have the challenge, not the challenge, but the, the responsibility to present the story to you in a way that can resonate with your daily life right now. No matter what you're facing on this particular morning, the word of God, Jesus feeding 5,000, even if you think it has nothing to do with your situation, as I preach and teach the word of God, the Holy Spirit will minister to, to you in a way that is tailor-made and specific. You're going to get something out of this word. Get ready. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word. So before we get into the miracle, I I told you that this year at our church, uh, a scripture that we'll be standing on that I'm probably going to share with you most of the year is Psalms 126 and four from the Passion Translation. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Put that in the chat. Do it again. Say, do it again for me. The Bible says, restore us to our former glory. This is a season, 2023. 2023 where the lord is going to restore you to a former glory and even take you to another level and it will be it will be greater even than you've experienced in the past. Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I'm saying every dry area in your life in this season 2023 will be drenched again. Say, Lord, do it again. He's going to refresh you. He's going to restore you. He's going to revive you. He's going to bless you. You will be rejuvenated and ready for every day say amen to that. All right, so let's get into the miracle. Now, before I can share this particular miracle with you, this miracle is captured in Matthew chapter 14, Mark chapter 6, Luke chapter 9, and John chapter 6. And so you've probably heard the term synoptic gospels before. So what does that mean, synoptic gospels? Well, the word synoptic comes from uh, the Greek words sin and optic. Sin means together, and optic means seen. So together we saw something, and then everybody's basically documenting what they saw. And when you patch everything, you know, hey, what did you see? What did you see? What did you see? (laughs) Excuse me. When you patch it all together, you get a complete or or more complete story. And so in this particular, not all the miracles were captured by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This one was. Uh, So this was captured by all four gospel writers. Some people believe that John's gospel is not part of the synoptic gospels because he writes like in a different way, a different style. But either way, uh, I need to kind of share with you. I'm going to read it from the gospel of John, but then I'm going to give you a couple of nuggets from the other ones as well. And then we'll get into it. You ready? So John chapter four, I mean, John chapter six, verses one through 14. This is what the Bible says. Now, sometime after this, Jesus, now let me stop here. Remember, I told you, I could just say, Hey, this is found in John chapter six. And then just highlight one verse or something and, and teach. But no, I want to I want to read these scriptures to you every day from every miracle. I want you, I want you to get this down in your heart. The word of God is powerful. We need to get back to where we're reading the word. All right. So I'm gonna read for you verses one through 14, and I want you to read it. I want you to receive it. Beginning at verse one. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had performed by healing the sick. When Jesus went up on a mountainside, he sat down with his disciples. Now, the Jewish Passover festival was near. It was almost Passover. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? Now, he asked this only to test them, because Jesus already knew what he was going to do. That's I'm going to probably deal with that tomorrow. Verse seven, Philip answered, well, let me do the math, Jesus. It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each person just to have one bite. Say one bite. Oh, I'm going to come back to that later. Verse eight, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, he spoke up. He says, hey, Jesus, there's a little boy here. He has two barley loaves, uh, no, five barley loaves and two small fish. But then again, how far can that go with so many people? Verse 10, Jesus said, have the people to sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. This is not counting the women and children. So if you do the math, that could be 10,000, 15,000 people. Uh, Verse 11, Jesus took then the loaves and he gave thanks and he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. The Bible says, listen, they ate as much as they wanted. And he did the same with the fish. So he distributed it and they ate as much as they wanted, verse 12. And when they had, everybody had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, now go out and gather all the pieces that are left over. I don't want anything to be wasted. Verse 13. So they gathered themselves. They went and they gathered everything that was left over, filled up 12 baskets. Uh, Verse 14. uh, After the people saw the sign that Jesus performed, they began to say, surely This is a prophet who has come into this world from heaven, right? So what does this mean for you today? Well, before I do, let me give you a couple of highlights from the other gospels. Matthew tells us that at first the disciples wanted the crowd to go away. The the, the disciples at first, Matthew captures this and says, verse 15, as the evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, hey, listen. We're in the middle of nowhere. This is a remote place. It's getting late. I need you to send the crowd away so that they can go into the villages and buy some food. So that's something I'll probably, you know, draw something out. Uh, and then also, um, he also tells us in verse 16 that Jesus said, no, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Ooh, I'm going to deal with that. Jesus says to the, to the disciples, he first said, why don't you give them something to eat? I'm probably going to touch on that tomorrow. And then Mark tells us, that he, when Jesus told them to get into groups, that that they were very organized. Uh, He told them to get into groups and they got into groups of hundreds and groups of fifties. All right. So I'll say something about that. So what does this mean for you today? Look, I don't know about you, but when I read something like this, um, there's just so many things that jump out to me. As a Bible teacher, There's so many nuggets that we can learn. Now, this is, oh, Rick, I know the story of the feeding of the 5,000 men. I could teach on this for for the next week or longer, but we'll see. We'll see how long, but I definitely am not going to get finished today. What does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you. As I get into these things, this is where I need you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? All right. Number one, 2023, what does this mean for you today? Number one, God cares about your provision. Put that in the chat. Say, God cares about my provision. God cares about your daily bread. God cares about your provision. This was a miracle of provision. And I have to highlight that because unlike many of the other miracles, which many of them are like a life or death situation or a terrible illness or an organ threatening disease, this was just a situation where people are hungry. Like, like, like this is not like leprosy. This is not like Lazarus come forth, right? This is not like that at all. This is not like stopping a funeral procession and saying, oh, this lady's crying. Her husband is dead. Now her son is dead. Oh my God, let me raise him back to life. No, no, this is not that. This is just people were hungry. It doesn't even seem like it's that big of a situation. This was just people were hungry. Watch this, and Jesus cared about it. Watch this, and Jesus wanted to do something about it. We Listen, and oh my God, God, Jesus even used the miracle power of God for a physical need. Jesus used the miracle power of God to supply a physical need just because people were hungry. This tells us something about God. This is a reminder that while God cares about the weightier matters of life, of course God cares about things that are way more important than that. We just prayed for somebody a minute ago who's dealing with the the reality of possibly having back surgery. Okay, does God care about that? Of course he does. Does God care about the person that's on their deathbed? Of course he does, but God also cares about your provision. God also cares. Listen, yes, does God care about the weightier matters of life? Of course, but he also cares about you. God cares about you having all you need. God cares about, about supplying all your need to the point. The Bible says God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Watch this, to where you will have all sufficiency in all things at all all times that you will have more than enough to meet the needs of your situation and have abundance and overflow to the point where you are able to give to every good and charitable work. God cares about your provision. God cares. God cares. God Say, God cares about me. You got to get to the point where you realize God cares about me. God cares about you. God cares about our provision. Say amen to that. All right. So Jesus cares. Jesus cared that people were sick. Of course he did. He healed them. He caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the deaf to hear. Woo! But Jesus also cared that people were hungry. Man, that's how how much God loves us. He cared when people were sick, but he cared when people were hungry. We serve a God who not only cares about things that, okay, God cares about things that you care about. Put this in the chat. Say, God cares about things that I care about. So if it's important to you, it's important to God. God, will, God, he loves you so much that he will go out of your way to provide things for you that will, that will come for your enjoyment. The Bible says that God gives us all things richly to enjoy. God wants us not to just have life, but to enjoy life to the full until it overflows. God cares about your situation. Not only that, the grace of God, watch this, he provides grace whenever you have a need. There's a grace of God that he's the God of provision and abundance and overflow. He could provide grace that will manifest abundance uh, to the point where he will supply more than you need. Put this in the chat. Say, God is my supply. You, you got to believe that God is your source. You got to believe that God is your supply. Listen, your your job is not your source. Your, your Oh man, Brother Pena, I got that good government job. You know what I'm saying? I got that good government job. I got that steady paycheck. I get paid on the 1st and the 15th. That job is not your source. Say this, say God is my source. You got to know that God is your source. God is your supply. And in 2023, I want you to open up your heart to God's goodness because we serve a God of abundance and overflow. Say amen. To that, which leads me to my second point. Our God is a, a God of abundance. Our God is a God of overflow. Let me teach on this for a minute. We must learn to think like God. Put this in the chat. Say, I learn to think like God. We got to think like God thinks. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are above our ways. So if you come to God thinking like a mere human, it's going to be hard for you to walk with God. Remember, you have to walk with, your heart needs to be in harmony, in sync with God, with the Holy Spirit. But you got to learn how to think like God thinks. God is not a God of lack. God is not a God of scarcity. God is a God of abundance. God is a God of overflow. Let me explain. Philip, when Jesus has a conversation with Philip, Philip is very analytical and Philip does the math. And Philip says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, hold on, Jesus. Let me do the math. Click, 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 click. All right. Well, if we took half a year's wages, we could only have enough to buy enough bread for every person to have just one bite, say one bite. So he's doing the math. Now, look at me for a minute. I, I don't know about you, but when I got born again, when God, I, I started to walk with God and God started to minister to me, prior, for years, I was a preacher. Uh, me and Isabella, we loved God. We were tithers. We gave offering. We loved God. We were in ministry and we were broke. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. And so I have a, I had a poverty mindset because I was raised on welfare Isabella had a poverty mindset because there was no welfare in in Dominica, so they had no running water, no electricity. It was even worse than worse than what I had because at least in the U.S. we got food stamps. So I had a poverty mindset. Isabella had a poverty mindset. It's hard to walk with God when you have a poverty mindset. Philip did the math, and he did the math and said, "Well, if everybody just had one bite, then here's the math: click, 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 click. It would take half a year's wages. Look at me for a minute. If you could do the math." For just one bite, you could have done the math for a whole meal. It's it, it was no additional effort to do the math for the whole thing. What what if everybody ate till they were full? Well, Philip wasn't thinking like that, you know. And, and why? But Jesus was thinking like that. And so could, why? Because God thinks like that. Why? Because God is a, a God of abundance and overflow. God is not thinking about oh just one bite. No, when you do the math, listen. When people 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 with a poverty mindset, and this was me and Isabella for a long time people with a poverty mindset, when they do the math, they do the math to calculate how much I need to just get by. And, the, and so so they think it's holy. Watch this. I'm about to help somebody. They think it's holy. They think it's righteous to say, oh, Brother Pina, I don't want a lot. I just want enough of me and my family. I just want enough of me and my four and no more. You know, I believe that's the will of God. Okay. Well, you're doing the math the wrong way. Our God is a God of overflow and abundance. God doesn't think like that. And matter of fact, when you think like that, you're being selfish because you're only thinking about you. And so God wants us to have more than enough. Say more than enough. God wants us. God, God. God is a God that wants to give us overflow because we minister to people out of our overflow. So not just with finances, with everything. God wants you to have so much peace that you can flow. You can minister peace to other people. God wants you to have so much grace that you administer grace to other people. God wants you. Why? because God is a God of abundance and overflow. I can't give you what I don't have. I can't lead you where I haven't been. I I can't tell you what I don't know. And so God wants you to, to be in a position where you are overflowing in every area so you can minister to people out of your overflow. They did the math. It was like, well, what about just one bite? That's not how God works. Jesus was not looking to feed people one bite of bread. No, the text says that Jesus gave them enough to where everybody ate as much as they wanted. And not only that... Everybody ate, uh, uh, everybody, it could be 10, 15,000 people, ate as much as they wanted. And there were 12 baskets of food left over. We have to learn how to think like God thinks. We got to learn how to think on God's level. Listen, John 10 and 10 says the enemy comes to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. The, the, The amplified translation of John 10 and 10 says God wants you to have life. To the full, till it overflows. Jesus came so that you can have life. Put this in the chat. Say, I have abundant life. God wants you to have abundant life in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of your life. You got to remember that God is not a man. Say, God is not a man. God is not a man. So when you're praying, you got to remember that I'm praying to a God, I'm praying to God, not to a man. So I got to think like God thinks. I I can't think like men think down here in this world. And I can't have a poverty mindset. Okay, let me give you some examples. Do you you remember when when God made Adam, right? And then he pulled Eve out of Adam. So what was Adam and Eve's? What was their only physical need at the time? It was food, right? They had no job. They, They had purpose. They were walking in the function to where Christ Jesus created them to function. Uh, But the only physical need they had was food. And God gave them not just, we call it the garden of Eden. It's more like a forest because you can't have a garden that's fed with four streams. And so there was four streams feeding a whole patch of land. Basically, it was like a forest so that they could have more than enough of everything they needed. So God provided a whole forest for two people. Think about that for a minute. And they have more than enough. Not only that, the forest was fed by four streams. Not only that, it had an underground irrigation system. It had a divine irrigation system. So God made sure that they would never lack, that they would never run out, that they had more than enough of everything that they needed. That's the God that we serve. This is the same God who made Abraham rich in cattle and silver and gold. Same God. This is the same God who made Solomon the richest man on the planet. More money than Jeff Bezos. Solomon had it. And God did that. I'm just telling you what the Bible, this is from the Bible. This is that same God. This is the same God who took the nation of Israel, pulled them out of the land of not enough. That was Egypt. Took them into the land of just enough. That was the desert, getting manna from heaven. And then he put them in the land of too much stuff. (laughs) That was Canaan, right? And so he put them in the land of overflow. Our God is not a small God. If you want to be able to receive from God on his level in 2023. You got to think like God thinks. Put that in the chat. Say I think like God thinks. I'm going to elevate my thinking. I'm going to open up my heart to believe. You got I'm going to dream God-sized dreams this year in 2023. I'm going to God do it again. God is going to take me back to where I had to believe God for everything. I don't know about you, but but when we had nothing, we were just believing God for everything. I think I think today a lot of us are too comfortable. We have too much stuff. And there's a danger Where 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 you don't you 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 don't have that need. There's a danger that you're not seeking God like you should be seeking God. But in this season of refreshing and renewing and restoring, I'm telling you that we're going back. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. Say Amen to that. All right. Number three. Uh, 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 This is all I'm going to give you for today. There's so much in this passage, but I'm going to give you three things today, and we'll come back to it tomorrow. Third point for today. Look at me. Prepared blessings come to prepare people. Put this in the chat. (laughs) Prepared blessings come to prepare people. You have to to be prepared. Prepared blessings come to prepared people. Let me explain. Before Jesus fed the 5,000 with the little boy's lunch, with the two-piece fish dinner, he said, tell all the people to sit down. Tell all the people to get organized. One of the writers said there was groups of 50s and groups of hundreds, and he made everybody get organized before he released the blessing. Now, this seems like a small thing, but it's not. The miracle did not happen. Look at look at this. The miracle did not happen in chaos. The miracle was performed in under a, a spirit of order and organization. Jesus required the crowd to get organized before he released the blessing. Oh man, come on now. Come on, Brother Piny, you preach to me. You can learn from this. Sometimes we think that we are waiting on God. God, oh, I need you to do this. We're waiting on God. What are you doing? I'm just believing God for this. I'm waiting on God. to. Th- Sometimes we think we're waiting on God and God is waiting on us to get organized. Sometimes we think that we're waiting on God to move supernaturally, but he's waiting on us to do some things practically. And so, so we need to get organized. Say say this, say this, put this in the chat, in 2023, I'm going to get organized. And so th- there are people who, who are claiming that they're ready to receive their blessing, but they're not ready. And because they're not ready, they're not prepared. And because they're not ready and they're not prepared, God can't release it. God was not going to release the miracle of the fishes and the loaves to an unruly crowd. Mm-mm. because if he did, watch this, if he started giving people an uh, unruly crowd, a bunch of food, what's going to happen? Then the miracle could have turned into a riot. See, the blessing could have turned into a curse. See, if God releases, watch this, let me let me help you. If God gives you what you claim that you want before you're ready for it, then what you think is supposed to be a blessing can turn into a burden because you cannot, if, he, if God gives it to you, okay, let me say it to you this way. Have you seen like uh there's these shows on TV, how the lottery ruined my life? Why? Because you can't, if you give something to somebody that's designed to be a blessing before they're ready to receive it, it can destroy them. And so you need to get organized. If you claim that you're waiting on God and you're waiting, oh, I've been waiting a long time. Well, check, check your heart right now, 2023. Like, you know, take self-inventory. Make sure that while you're waiting on God, that God is not waiting on you. You want to get to the point where you're like, okay, God, am I doing everything that I need to be doing to get incrementally closer to your overall expected end for my life? Am I getting prepared? Am I am I doing what I need to be doing? Am I am I putting my ducks in a row? Am I am I getting everything organized? Am I preparing myself because prepared blessings come to prepare people? God does not bless mess. Just let's be clear about this. God wants you to be organized. Say, I get organized in this season. For this to be a year of blessing for you, it must also be a year of divine preparation. For this to be a year of blessing, it needs to also be a year of preparation. God has prepared. Let me be clear about something. God has already been to your future. So God has prepared things for 2023 for you. And now what God is doing with you is he's preparing you for what he already prepared for you. Let me say that again. God prepared 2023 for you already. Now God is preparing you for what he already prepared for you. So you are making preparations. If you say that you're expecting a blessing, make preparations. If you if you say that you want your business to go to this this next level and you believe and you're praying for it and it's on your vision board, then what do people on that level do? Find out what people on that level do. You say that you believe God, you have a job, you have a career, and you're waiting on this next promotion, and you believe that God is going to give you that promotion, then find out what do people on that level do. And so so whatever they're doing on that level, what do I need to do? If I'm not already operating on that level, then what do I need to do to get prepared? I don't need to wait. I'm not going to wait till like I get to that level to act like I'm on that level. Come on now. So God wants you to operate on that level. God wants you to be prepared. What do people on that level do? I'm going to ap- operate on that level now. And so now that I operate on that level, I'm showing God that I'm already prepared. I- I'm thinking like people on that level. I'm acting like people on that level. I'm operating like people on that level. Now, I'm, I'm not on that level yet, but but because I'm prepared and I'm doing everything. Mentally, I'm prepared. I'm organ. I'm putting systems in place. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm organized. Yeah, I- God, I'm ready for it. Let me put Oh, when I get to that level, I'm gonna need this. Well, let me sign up for it now. I sign up for it now. I'm putting my systems in place. I'm getting organized. Come on, I'm helping somebody. And once I get, watch this, when you are ready, when you are ready, then get ready. When you are ready, then get ready because it can happen at any time. Say amen to that. You say, man, Rick, this is just the feeding of the 5,000. How'd you get so much stuff out of that? Oh, wait, the best is yet to come. We're gonna learn a lot from this miracle. You gotta get ready. Prepare blessings come to prepare people. That's enough for today. Uh, I'm going to close this message out with a declaration of faith, man. I was preaching good right there. I'm going to lift this up. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for your love and grace. I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is reignited and increased. This year, I will experience supernatural manifestation like never before, because I am committed to being led by your spirit in all things. I am preparing myself for this season. I am quick to do whatever you lead me to to do in order to receive and to be ready for what you wanna do in 2023. I get organized, I get prepared, I get ready to receive. And once I'm ready, I enter every day with a spirit of expectation knowing that it can happen at any time this year shall be the best year of my life because my preparation will be seen in my performance this is how i know greater is coming for me i declare this by faith in jesus name amen this is today's word tomorrow i might have another one apply it and prosper. You may need to watch this again. You may need to get fired up again. April said that five minutes into it, she was already full. Like, praise God. Hallelujah. May the word. Listen, I'm, I'm going to give you so much word in January here to get you ready for this year. I want you to open up your heart every day to receive. Do me a favor, two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. i like to read those comments. Number two, share this message right now. Don't even think about it. Share it on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us and what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to RIPministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible